Hello and welcome again to Pod Be With You, a podcast from the First Congregational Church of Dundee in lovely West Dundee, Illinois. I'm Paige, one of the pastors at the First Congregational Church of Dundee, and today we are offering you another short devotional to help you on your way. Our reading today actually comes from the Hebrew Bible, the book of 1 Kings, chapter 17, verses 8 through 16, and then 24. It is part of the story of the prophet Elijah, and I invite you to hear this story today. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah, saying, Go now to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and live there. For I have commanded a widow there to feed you. So he set out and went to Zarephath. When he came to the gate of the town, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and said, Bring me a little vessel of water so that I may drink. As she was going to bring it, he called to her and said, Bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. But she said, As the Lord your God lives, I have nothing baked, only a handful of meal in a jar and a little oil in a jug. I am now gathering a couple of sticks so that I may go home and prepare it for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. Elijah said to her, Do not be afraid. Go and do as you have said. But first make me a little cake of it and bring it to me, and afterwards make something for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, The jar of meal will not be emptied, and the jug of oil will not fail until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. She went and did as Elijah said, so that she, as well as her household, ate for many days. The jar of meal was not emptied, neither did the jug of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord that he spoke by Elijah. So the woman said to Elijah, Now I know that you are a man of God, and that the word of the Lord is in your mouth. Thanks be to God. Amen. One of the requirements at the Christian college I attended was that each student be involved in some sort of ministry. It was a way to get students off campus and out into the larger world, a way to ensure we were engaging with others, a way to illustrate the importance of putting faith into action. And so my freshman year, the ministry I decided to be a part of was Open Airs. Open Airs was this. Each Friday night, two van loads of fresh-faced college students would head down to the Over the Rhine neighborhood of Cincinnati, where we would prowl the streets in groups of two or three, looking for souls we could convert to Christianity. When we located a viable prospect, we would approach and strike up a conversation that would eventually and inevitably lead up to this question. If you died tonight, do you know where you would go? And how they answered would launch us into our spiel about Jesus Christ and the unboundary love of God. I hated it. It's not just that even as a good Christian kid, I was at that age where I resented anything I was made to do. And as part of the requirements of my college, open airs was certainly one of those things. And it's not even so much that as an introvert, I found these weekly conversations with complete strangers to be utterly terrifying and emotionally draining, which I absolutely did. The thing that I really disliked about this particular form of evangelism is that not once did I get anyone who became a Christian because of it. I got a lot of polite refusals, some not so polite ones, and one marriage proposal from a homeless man, but nobody ever came out of these conversations with a transforming experience of God's love. It didn't work, and it was discouraging and disheartening and left me wondering if I was doing something wrong. Which brings us to the prophet Elijah and the story of his time with the widow of Zarephath. As the story begins, Elijah is hungry and thirsty, and God tells him to go to Zarephath, 
where he will find a widow who will take care of him. So this is what Elijah does. At the gates of the city, he sees a woman gathering sticks, and he asks her for food or water. Her response is telling. As the Lord your God lives, I have nothing baked, she tells the prophet. As the Lord your God lives. She is clear upon a meeting Elijah that she does not know his God and doesn't necessarily have any intention of meeting him either. Things are bad. She's given up hope, given up on life, given up on God. But Elijah presses on about the very practical matters of eating and drinking. And so out of her own kindness, she makes him a small cake and brings him some water. And to her surprise, the meal and the oil don't run out. Day after day, the same thing happens. The widow uses a bit of meal and a drop of the oil she has to feed herself, her son, and Elijah. And day after day, she has enough and the ingredients do not run out. And so it happens that Elijah stays with her, we are told, many days, perhaps even up to three years. And every day, Elijah, in the very practical details of feeding her family, demonstrates God's love and mercy. It's not a speech that he makes or a scripture that he has memorized or a rational argument that he has ready to go at his fingertips. It is simply his being there every day, making the love of God visible in the flour and the oil. And at the end of their time together, the widow says to Elijah, Now I know you are a man of God, and that the word of the Lord in your mouth is truth. She has experienced and known the unboundaried, unselfish, unbelievable love of God. We are called and commissioned to spread the word of God's kingdom, God's love. And what I have learned through my own experiences and the story of the prophet Elijah is that more often than not, we don't do that with perfect, pretty words and powerful, profound arguments that prove God's existence and care and grace. We do it through the daily interactions we have with people, by walking with them in their lives, by attending to their practicalities, by letting God's love become visible in us and tangible and real. That's how people are transformed. That's how we are transformed. Thanks be to God. Amen. Again, if your heart is willing, I offer this prayer for you. Thanks be to you, Lord Jesus Christ, for all the benefits which you have won for us, for all the pain and insults which you have borne for us. Our most merciful Redeemer, friend, and brother, may we know you more clearly, love you more dearly, and follow you more nearly, day by day. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our devotional today. If you have a moment, we would invite you to like, subscribe, and rate the podcast. That would really be helpful to us. May you have a blessed day, and may you go forth with God's grace.